comparing him to Jesus Christ thing, I mean, come on now. Really? That's why people don't like Steph, bro. I'm telling you, bro, because it, it's stuff like that. Like, it's hard. People, Some people make it hard. Steph's a good dude, man. We're, like, immortalizing the guy. He's the greatest shooter of all time. Top 10 player of all time. That's it. That's it. Let, let's stop. Stop it right there. He's not Jesus Christ. He can't walk on water. Okay? He can't turn water into wine. Okay? That's not what we're doing. Like, damn. What is going on out here? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, what you know about benchmark? They're speaking the facts that you wanna hear. The rapper judge, the vision is clear. Diamonds glisten like a chandelier. You know what I'm here for, like Michelle Lynch. It clutch time, we do not flinch. Real brothers, we do not switch. Hit home runs with the right pitch. Who run the city? What to do when they hating on you? I feel like Kobe 2010. Taking an L, all I need is a win. This is this business, you know how they go. You playing the seats, now it's time to grow. Tune in now, gotta be in the nose. Showtime, bitch, my butter blow. We know. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Bench Mob ENT. Before we start off the show, just like you start a game, you got to put down some rules. Y'all know the house rules. Make sure you follow, subscribe, share it with a friend, share it with your baby mother. I don't care if you're not talking. This is great content. She might like it. Greg, Mr. Hot Takes, the bait your mother sends me. How you doing tonight? And I'm going good. You know, you know. I'm trying. I'm separating. I separate myself from from my team, so I'm better than my teams are right now. So I'm doing good. I'm I'm doing good. Me. Oh, Knicks tape Davenport. How you living? Feels pretty good to be on top. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, in New York, at least we we still on the way up. You know, there's a lot of stuff to to go right for us right now. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rub it in. <laughs> What, what's the ceiling for the Knicks? Because as of right now, if they keep rising as they do, it'll probably be that first round matchup is Cleveland Knicks in the first round. I think they can beat that team, honestly. Like they match up well. Um, we've got really good def- defenders on this team. Jalen Brunson, if he can play at the level that he's playing, like tonight, he just went off in the first half and. The thing is, when he gets hot, he's hot. Like he's hitting his threes. We know the mid range is going to be there, and they just feed off of that. And I, I like the chemistry on this team too. So I think in a playoff matchup, and teams got to come to MSG, so it's different in the playoffs that MSG. So it's one of those things where I'm not worried about the hostility of Cleveland fans out there. I mean. <laughs> They don't put fear in my heart. So I don't want to look past them either, but I think we can beat them. And then that would probably have us matching up with what Boston in the second round. That's another team that, I mean, I think we can push in that second round and who knows what happens in the playoffs. Guys get cold injuries happen. So I don't want to put a ceiling on this team. I think the way they've been playing, it's just, it's fun to watch. It's just been fun to watch them play every night 
because you don't have too many moments in the game where you're like, there it is. They're going to blow this one. It's like they had a lead against Brooklyn tonight, even though it's Brooklyn right now where it's a lot of role players on this team. But they didn't really wither when Brooklyn made comebacks here and there. So, And same with Boston the other night. So I'm I'm excited. I'm excited about the future for this team. On the flip side, Greg. <laughs> he took it to the flip <laughs> Let, Let's talk about what the Knicks are doing right before we talk about the stupidity on Brooklyn. I mean, I think I think the Knicks deserve a little more a little more airtime than that. Look, they they that that team is playing legitimately well. They can make a run. They can make a real run in the playoffs. Um, I don't think you could you can I don't think you can throw water on anything the Knicks fan says right now. I mean, yeah, the, the finals run stuff is, you know, interesting. But it, 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 they definitely are going to – they can make a run. They really can. They can get to a conference finals. I I, I don't see why not. I'm serious. I Jalen Brun, Brunson, I've seen him do it in the playoffs before. So I know that even if you're game planning for him, he's gonna, he can still get 40. Like, I know he could do that. Um, and then, obviously, you know, really, Randall's a question mark for me. I, yeah, that's where I, I wonder about him in the playoffs. I really do. Some of the, the bad shots he takes sometimes are that – Turnovers, turnovers kill you in the playoffs. So I just wonder about him, but he's been playing so well, you know, like I have no reason to, to not think that he wouldn't play well enough in the playoffs, right? And RJ, if they can get anything out of him offensively, that's just icing. Uh, but Josh Hart's been big for them. I think they have a real chance to make a nice, good run. And I'll say on the podcast too, because I said it a few weeks ago when Knicks fans were on my ass about it, but I was wrong. I was wrong about what I said clearly, and I think uh, about the and I'll to to clarify about the Nets still being better than the Knicks after that trade. I think the biggest thing I didn't take into account, and it's stupid because I I coach, so I should know better, is how long it takes a team to gel after you completely get all these new players, and it's not the same team anymore. You can't run the same plays. You can't, you know, your defense is different. It's 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 a lot. These, these aren't excuses. It's real. The Knicks are playing amazing. Knicks are better. The Knicks are probably better no matter what. Um, but, you know, that Knicks have a lot of credit. And honestly, I'm happy for most Knicks fans. Some of you guys are trash, but most Knicks fans I'm happy for. Um, and, and they deserve this moment. They deserve this moment. But um, for the Knicks, too, it presents, we were talking about this before the show started, it presents a bright future for them where you're going to have players going to actually take the meeting now to see in, in the summertime. Are they going to come play with the Knicks, get that other star? Because RJ Barrett, it's already rumored they, he's going to be traded to get another piece. One of the names that's come up, two of the names, is from the, the Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> the Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> is rumored James Harden or Joel Embiid might be a piece that the Knicks add. James Harden? James Harden? They'd be in on No, 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 no. James Harden, you heard that? That's real. I didn't hear that, but if it's true, I don't want him anywhere near this oh team. One, we'd have to give up picks, probably a young piece. And does he make us that much better? Like, this isn't Houston, James Harden. This is like... Fat man. Yo, he's, he's going to Houston. James Harden. He's going to Houston. What do, what do we think about, about him going back to Houston? Because that was a thing. People were saying that since, obviously, James Harden is going to be out, maybe the Knicks hop in on that sweepstakes and sweep in and get him. If that's not the case and he goes back to Houston, what are our thoughts about Hart and leaving? We don't think they're going to win a championship, but Hart and leaving at, at least a contender 
and going back to Houston to play with with Jalen Green and be coached by Paul Silas. Tell me, Paul. I I um I think I think that you know he loves living in Houston. Okay, it's been we 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 know it's been well reported. He loves living in Houston. I can see why. You know his physique. You know, a and all the and all the great food spots out there. It makes a lot of sense. I I really don't blame him. No, for real though. Like I'm so serious, James. I, I talk. I call him fat, but like I don't. I I wouldn't be better if I was in Houston. It's it's great ease everywhere, like everywhere. So I don't blame him. But in all seriousness, that's the house he built, right? So him going back there, I I understand it. I think what makes him funny is is the irony of it all. Like you got fat. You while you were there on purpose, you did your little James Harden thing where you imploded. You stopped playing hard. You sabotaged the team from the inside out just to get your way to get out of there. And now you're gonna you're gonna come crawling back, a fat diminished man. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I, I don't get that part. But as as you know, you know the move. I, I get it. And it, the BS you'll hear about him being excited about Jalen Green. Maybe that's true. I mean, Jalen Green's very talented. Um, but is he the veteran leader that they need him? Like them, imagine them going to the strip club together and hit, eating Whataburger and eating uh, uh, a burger joint downtown. Damn, that's good food. I, 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 I can see, I can see how they would enjoy it and have a good time. But as, uh, as far as the product on the basketball court goes, he certainly makes them better. I mean, in all seriousness, but is it what they need right now? I'm not sure. Like, I don't, I, I, I'm going to say no. Okay. I'm going to say no. He may make Jalen Green's life a little easier. But from a professionalism standpoint, I have I have concerns for sure. Um, you know, with, with, James, with James Harden going back there, obviously, if he goes back to Houston, they're not winning anything. Do we hold against James Harden like we hold against some other players? Him not winning a ring. <clears throat> he was never in that tier for me. He was never in that tier for me. I view him the way I viewed Paul George. He, he was never in that tier for me. I never really thought that what James Harden did was going to lead to winning a championship anyways. I never put him in that superstar conversation. I know you, I, I know I may sound crazy for saying that, but I really only think there's like a, like a, a two, like a two to 5% of the league. You have superstars. Like those, that's the kind of the ratio of guys that are superstars in the league. And i never thought that James Harden was a superstar, even during his MVP run. I thought he was an incredible scorer, an incredible scorer, an incredible passer, an incredible offensive player, but defensively he had a lead left a lot to be desired. And the way he played didn't always pan out. I mean, the way that the style of play Houston had in those years wasn't always going to work and be transferable in the playoffs. So it, that was kind of the way I viewed him. So, no, I don't hold it against him. Um, I think he's a nice, on a championship team, a nice second, third option on a championship team. And that's kind of the way his career, if he was going to win, that's how it would have to work. But obviously winning is the most important thing. is eating a turkey leg at the Jamaican hut down, in, uh, down by Third Ward in Houston. This back-to-back episodes where you've named people that you don't view as superstars that people are gonna be pissed off at. Just, just putting that out there. They, I never really thought he was one. I mean, I mean, that's just me though. I mean, oh yeah, all the, points, all the points you want. I'm just saying, I don't, I don't think that makes you a superstar. Scoring on the point. I think Nikola Jokic. I gotta renege that. Okay, <laughs> I was wild. <laughs> I was wild. Like, I actually forgot I said that when I saw the clip. I was like, oh shit, I said that. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think he is a superstar because I think he makes guys better offensively in so many different ways and can pass so well. I just think defensively needs a lot to be desired. That's kind of where my critic critique of him is. I've seen AD dominate him, but I think in today, today's game, it's hard to say he's not a superstar. He's got you got to consider him a superstar. Um, so I was wild. But James Harden, I don't think at any point 
I, I would really call him a superstar. I, I'm not taking that one back. That, that one I'm not coming off of. Hey, Miles, what about Dane? So Dane recently dropped 71. He's on a, a, a tear, a tear this whole season, honestly. He's obviously going to stay in Portland. He'll never win. Most people don't bring him up in that conversation of like holding it against him that he won't get a ring. Do you view Dame the same way? And is Dame a superstar in your eyes? I mean, he's in a tough situation because one, he wants to stay in one place. And two, like nobody wants to go to Portland. So it's going to be tough for them to even be able to contend. So that one year they made the conference finals, that's almost like making the, the finals for him in Portland because how are they going to compete with teams out here who are able to get two superstars on their team and be able to compete at the highest level? Like nobody wants to be in Portland. Nobody wants to live there. It's, it's barren. I don't, I don't know what to say about Portland. I've never been, but I don't want to go. So I feel bad for him because he, I think he's a star borderline superstar and I think he'd be viewed differently if he was able to get somebody else there and they could go on a run because him and CJ that was like a cool combo that was like uh run DMC and all that but um it was cute it was cute yeah but it was never going to get them anywhere near where he needed to be to be able to you know be a superstar although he was named on the top 75 list so i mean he's you got to play yeah he he's I a mean, look, nobody just wakes up and scores 71 come on out of nowhere like yeah. the shots that he hits he's one of the best shooters to ever live so you got to put respect on him but i mean when you say superstar you got to be selective on who you're uh, giving that title He's the second best point guard of this modern day era, though. Like now, like there's no one besides Steph Curry, there's no one I take over him. Not Kyrie, not Dame's better than Kyrie unequivocally. He's better than any other point guard you can name unequivocally in this era. I mean, this is CP3, and I put him in the light against Dame. It's looking real funny. Like Dame's beating him out too. Like his credentials gonna beat his beat him out. So uh Dame Dame is the second best point guard I've seen in 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 my lifetime. I I can honestly say that. So I, how do you not call that guy a superstar? I, it's tough. I think we view him that way because he plays in, in Portland, and that's the reason why we have a hard time saying that. But I, we've seen him carry them too. and it, it's, it's a tough one. I, I always tell people, you say he's a superstar, I'm not going to argue with you. But if you say he's not, I'm also not going to argue with you. I think he's a guy who's, in the, who's just teetering. Just teetering, and I think he needs that legacy-defining season or, or, or moment um with the, with that team and he's had some iconic moments in his career you know how i say katie has no iconic moments the sidestep from half court where he boomed it on on paul george from way out there yeah that that was uh that was iconic he's had a couple of that, those moments in his career so you know he's had them and, and um or the, or the series that was the same series he outplayed russ right him and russell going at it and he just whooped whooped russ that was the, the beginning of for the, the decline for russell westbrook but you know i you know i think i think um I think it's hard to say. I think he's on the fringe, but he's, he's certainly the second best point guard of this generation. So if you want to call him a superstar, go right ahead. I'm not going to argue with you. I just think he needs to be somewhere where he can win so we can really appreciate him. Look what LeBron did for Kyrie, you know? Just look look at that, right? You need that. I think Dane would be the second best player on a championship team. That's what it is. So if, by my definition, that's not a superstar. Just saying. 
If you're the second to win a championship, you and if you're the second best player on that team, like you, you have to be the second best player on a championship team. To me, you're not a superstar. Superstars is the, is the first is the guy who is who can be the first best player on a championship team. Does that make sense? Is that fair criteria? So that's that's Braun. That's that's Tatum. That's Tatum in the light look a little funny sometimes, but I'll give it to Tatum. Tatum, um, KD, I, that's why I say what I say. I don't know if KD is a superstar. You see what I'm saying? Can KD be the best player on championship team? Looking at, looking at that logic, right? Kobe, Shaq. Don't do that. <laughs> don't. Yeah, they were both superstars, though. Yeah, they're both. That's what I'm saying. So it's, it's certain cases where yeah, Kobe, yeah, they both yeah. The uh, the heat years, Dwayne Wade, LeBron. LeBron. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, well, for the first two years, Dwayne Wade was a superstar. And then it D Wade. Yeah, I'm talking about yeah, yeah. Yeah. Begin- at the beginning, yeah, for sure, for sure. At the beginning, yes, you're right. Yes. It can happen. It's certain it's, yeah, certain cases. Oh, but very rare. Very rare. But I was thinking I, I was thinking about all the champions. You look at the Lakers when Kobe won. Pal Gasol, you will Emperor say was a superstar, but he was the second best player on that team. Kobe left, Kobe pushed Shaq out selfishly, God rest his soul, because he wanted to prove he was a superstar. That was, a, he knew, he used the same logic I'm using now. To be a superstar and be looked at that way and be that guy, you had to win and be the number one guy on your team. That was the way you decided you were a superstar. That's the way it was decided that you were a superstar. He knew that. So he knew what his legacy would look like in the light if he didn't, if he played with Shaq the entire way. You know what I mean? So that's what that is. So. Don't don't go by what I'm saying. Go by what the NBA has told you in the past and what these guys, the greats have told you. Kobe's told you that. And that's why he split from Shaq, you know, even though he could have won a million championships with Shaq because they're both superstars. They, they took turns dominating teams. They, that's, the same why, that's the same reason why KD left Golden State. Yeah, but he ain't proven nothing since he left. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, he, if his foot was a little smaller, maybe we'd be talking about this differently. I don't know. He, I, Hey yo, prove it. <laughs> you and KD, you and Kyrie, that just, just goes viral every single time. I'm gonna just say this too, bro. I'm gonna say this too. While we on KD and Kyrie, you brought them up. I was in the car driving home, thinking about this Nets just getting blown up by the Knicks, and and yo, my head went. I was talking to to Ariana about this. I was like, yo, Nets fans deserve so much better than KD and Kyrie. Like it's so wrong how how it ended, how how what the middle of it, how just tumultuous it was and how stressful it was Nets fans deserve so much better than what they got from Kevin Durant and Kyrie it's so wrong that we're in this situation right now and that this is we can't we can't even talk about championship this year where and, and this team went 18 and 2 during a stretch of this season and now we're getting blown our doors blown off by the Knicks and I don't know where our next win is coming like that's just it, it's they deserve so much better than Katie and Kyrie and Nets fans should net shouldn't welcome any of them back neither Katie or Kyrie with open arms when they come back to Barclays I hope they pack it up and and they boo the hell, boom the entire game from start to finish. Throw batteries. I don't care, man. I I don't even care, man. Get I, it, they deserve to get booed. They don't deserve a warm welcome when Katie get his little tribute on the screen. I don't give a damn. He's talking about he has family here in Brooklyn. I don't care about none of that. Like his family in the in the organization. Boo that guy. Boo him and boo Kyrie. They deserve so much better than what they got from those guys. For real. So don't throw batteries. I'm proud. Don't do that. Speaking of, yeah, I'll, I'll protect you on that one. I ain't posting that part. <laughs> I ain't going to do that to you. I was like, damn, are you going to get the hose out on them too? <laughs> so don't, you see what I'm saying? He said, yo, Miles dead wrong because he had like, <laughs> didn't spit on Trey Young. 
<laughs> Spit on his black guy. <laughs> so basically, it's safe to say that going forward, what are the expectations for the next, like, the rest for this season and going forward next season? Like, y'all got the Ben Simmons situation hanging over y'all head. Like, what's the expectation going forward now? Like, the expectations obviously have to be reset in Brooklyn. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this year you get into the playoffs, cool. If you don't, whatever. I mean, I think this is a tough situation that, that Katie and Kyrie put the Nets in where they both bailed in the middle of the season in the middle of a playoff race. And you have a brand new team, brand new roster. You can't run the same plays. You can't run the same defense. got to change everything midseason. This really should be preseason for these guys. And it's not. And that's brutal. That's brutal for this team. Um, so change your expectations in the season. If the Nets fall at the playoffs, it's not a bad thing. Houston won't swap this year's pick because they're they're garbage. And they have a chance at Wembenyama, right? So the Nets will get their first round pick. And I believe they have another one, right? Probably from the million they traded for with other teams. So you you try to acquire as much talent as possible. I think the plan for the Nets is over the next few years, you be as competitive as you can. Um, you offload some of these awkward pieces, like De- maybe Dorian Finney-Smith, but definitely Royce O'Neal. He's got to go. Joe Harris got to go. Seth Curry got to go. Autumn got those guys got to go. They don't fit on a team like this, um, in my opinion. Get get younger, get younger. Be, you know, build around McCall, build around Cam Johnson. Who Cam Johnson had thirty one points tonight or whatever it was. He's been playing really really well. He's got he's a, he's a bright future, and so does McCall. Keep them both. Don't trade them for under any circumstances. And in twenty twenty five, you strike. Mitchell's in the uh, free agent. So is Markinen. So is um, Brandon Ingram as well. You strike them. You go after one of those guys. You try to make a move there in free agency and and and, ha- and pair them up right with with Macau Bridges and Cam Johnson and Bill from there. I think you can strike earlier. Strike earlier. But um, the Ben Simmons thing. You mentioned that. I hear a lot of Nets fans talking about trading him and, and getting rid of first round picks to get him. No, under no circumstances do you get rid of assets in this time frame. Be, you, we can be patient with Ben. I don't care. You want to, you know, look, if you want to sit on the bench and collect your bread, it's probably in the right place to do it right now. It sucks, but you're probably in the right place to do it right now because I'm not going to trade you and get rid of a first round pick because I want to get rid of you that bad. You'll be out of my sight in 2025. That's the way I see it. And hopefully, but if I, you know what, that, you know what this guy cares about is money. He cares about money, right? So I think you'll magically start playing better as we get closer to 2025, right? Give him until next year to start playing better um, and then try to sell a little bit higher, sell a little bit higher. And get some assets back in return, but um, don't don't give up on that too too early. It's it, it would be a, a mistake I, on on their part where we are. Speaking to Laker Nation, <clears throat> no expectations need to be reset. Lakers still making this. Lakers are still making the playoffs. LeBron is out, but he'll be back hopefully two to three weeks. I don't think they get to the six seed. But they make the playoffs. AD will be back. I don't. I'm not really rocking with AD mm. sitting out Crazy. in a must-win must game. Shout out! Shout out to the Lakers roster with Reeves and Schroeder going off tonight, 28. But AD sitting out in a must-win game. I'm. I'm sorry. <laughs> Miles could attest. This goes back to when we first got AD. I was not a fan of getting Anthony Davis. Was not a fan of it. But we're going to make the playoffs this year. We'll be fine. LeBron will come back by the end of the year, wrap it up. I don't know where we go now, though. We make the playoffs, but I don't know where we go now. We need to get that six seed, and that six seed ain't happening when you got AD sitting out games and Schroeder one moment, play defense. I don't know. D'Lo got to get back. Once D'Lo get back, 
D'Lo could, we've seen what he did in Brooklyn. D'Lo can go on a nice little stretch of getting busy being that number one, number two option. And I say number one option because, again, AD, we don't know. He might have wax in his ear and might not play tonight. So <laughs> who knows? But I think we'll be fine. Laker Nation, we good. Don't worry about it. We straight. So, yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. I think the win tonight was nice. I think they, they just have – that team plays really, really hard. They have good basketball character. So they, they get a little more talent in Beasley and D'Lo and Vanderbilt to hold them down in this time without LeBron. And, and with, when AD wants to play and wants to show up um, as well, which is funny because, you know, his whole thing this season has been he's just been upset because they haven't been winning games and he wants to win and he's a winner. But then you sit out this game. I don't get that part. I hope it was, I hope it was the Lakers holding him out, which wouldn't look good for them either. But I hope that's what it is because it, if that's what AD's out here doing, that's nuts. But, um, yeah, I think they have a good chance. I think they're going to make the playoff. I, I really do. I, I think they, I believe that. I think Bron will come back um, probably two weeks from now because he's not human. I think he'll be back soon. Um, the rumor was that he was playing through this injury anyways. Like, it, it just got worse when he twisted it. Uh, so, hopefully, he's back real soon. Um, and, and, and you know, you guys can make a run in the playoffs. But that Lakers team, they play so hard. They play they play hard. They're actually, they're actually fun to watch. Like, now they have a little talent, you know. Now that Russell Westbrook not there, turn the ball over every time he touched the ball, I could I could stomach watching them play a little bit, you know. You gotta admit, you gotta admit, it's tough. Like it's tough watching Russell play basketball. As someone who likes basketball, like, it ain't it ain't easy. Some of these turnovers, it ain't all bad, but damn. I gotta say, I gotta say this though. The narrative is really disgusting because he's been playing pretty decent with the Clippers. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing the post and the, oh, the Clippers are 0-3 since getting Westbrook. Can we look at Ty Lue and some of his coaching? Can we, can we look at that? Can we look at Paul George sometimes not playing well and he having crucial turnovers? Like, come on. It can't all be on Russ. And, hey, maybe they would be in a better position if Kawhi played more games. Mm. Kawhi wait, Kawhi wait to the last 25. Now he's playing, doing back-to-backs and whatnot, but. He took a fall the other night. I thought he was going to be out for the next three weeks. You got you got Adam Silver trying to change rules now for, for Kawhi. Oh, we should have a, a target score in overtime. I I think not. I think I think not, Adam. That's terrible. So what, Kawhi? Kawhi barely played this year. What you mean? Oh, he had to play in a, a back-to-back in a 46-minute game. Okay. He's played 46 minutes all year. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about here? That it makes it makes absolutely no sense to me. Before we 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 continue, right? Uh, Clay's been going off lately. Steph is supposed to be back like within the next two, three games. Are, are, are they the favorite in the West again? No. No. Oh my god, no. They're a threat. I mean, once they get Steph back and they're able to because it's real tight in the West. So anything can happen. Like the 10 seed could jump up to five or six. So we'll see. Like you get Steph back, anything can happen. Yeah, they moved they moved up to the five seed now. And they only they only a game and a half behind Phoenix for the fourth. So yeah. This is a team that nobody really wants to play in the playoffs. It's like a – it's not so much a secret. 
Like, this is a team that they're kind of known for playing well in the playoffs. Like, Steph, he's built for the playoffs. Draymond, if he can, you know, stay healthy, he knows how to, to play in the playoffs. And, and, yeah, if Clay's playing better, that helps them out even more. Yo, they really on your head top. Somebody just hit the... <laughs> Somebody just hit the chat on IG talking about sent the screenshot of the Knicks box score. It's like, yo, I thought Jalen Brunson wasn't going to be able to keep it up. <laughs> That's why I said some Knicks fans deserve this moment. Others don't. Others don't. But um, I said we need a public apology, yo. You you're trying to say Macau Bridges I, is going to be the best player in New York? I I I I'm not going to back off that one yet. Bridges Brunson's amazing, uh, and Brunson may very well end up being the best player. And if you guys trade for a superstar, well, forget about it, right? We, hopefully, we get one too. But um, the Macau Bridges, he's he's cold. There's something to him now. He, it's not a game. Uh, he's not better than Brunson, but uh, he can certainly be an all star. I, I I like our future. I'm not upset about that part. I'm not going. I'm not going to renege that one totally yet. But um, what was I going to say? You guys brought up Steph Curry. I saw a clip of Andre Iguodala talking about how um, the reason why Steph Curry is better all time than Magic Johnson is because he played – because Magic Johnson had more talent surrounding him than Steph Curry. He also compared Steph Curry to Jesus Christ at one point. Look, I, I can't say what I want to say on the podcast. And they talk, they talk about our podcast. They, they talk about we say – off the wall stuff, but but, but go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, uh, for first of all, the 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 factually and just just to prop Steph Curry up by saying something that's so factually incorrect is crazy to me. When Andre Iguodala no damn well he played with Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, Draymond, the team was loaded. They won seventy three games and added Kevin Durant, and somehow magically or more talent, uh, Michael Cooper, really, really, that's what we doing. Michael Cooper and, and, and James Worthy was nice. No BS. Well, he was nice. But come on. And Kareem was nice, too. But damn. Come on. Now, like, what are we talking about? That's, that is nuts. Like, that is not the argument you make if you're going to talk about Steph being a better player than Magic Johnson. I'm just sorry. That's not it. That, that is not it. I know Steph is, is five inches deep down eight Andre, Andre's throat all the time these days. But that is not the way you make that argument, I don't get that part. That's weird. And the comparing him to Jesus Christ thing, I mean, come on now. Really? Really? That's what we're doing? That's what we're doing, bro? You see, that's why people don't like Steph, bro. I'm telling you, bro, because it's stuff like that. Like, it's hard. People, Some people make it hard. Steph's a good dude, man. But we only got to do this. We got to do this whole exceptionalism thing with him where we act like, hey, he can't, he can do no wrong. Really, guys? I'm not saying he's done wrong even. I'm just saying, like, that. this is crazy. <laughs> We're like immortalizing the guy. He's the greatest shooter of all time. Top 10 player all time. That's it. That's it. Let, let's stop. Stop it right there. He's not Jesus Christ. He can't walk on water. Okay. He can't turn water into wine. Okay. That's not what we're doing. Like, damn, what is going on out here? Iguodala should be ashamed of himself. He's a grown man. He probably got kids. Over okay, here, Jesus hit no look threes. <laughs> probably. I got my money on Jesus. If he came on the court, Jesus average, a triple-double, no pat stat. You feel me? Come on, man. Damn, bro. Looking looking in the future, man. We, we didn't get to talk about this on the last episode. Bronny is projected to be a top 10 draft pick when he comes out, which is projected, what, 2024? 2024. 
next year, top 10 draft pick. I want to look at it in two ways. Is that too high? And if he's top 10, right, let's say it's the Magic. Let's say it's the Wizards. If you're Braun, do you still have that desire to go play with your son if it's the Magic, the Wizards, uh, the T-Wolves, those teams? I mean, I guess just because of the fact that it's never been done done before, and I think Bron will still have a lot in, in the tank when when Bronny's drafted. So hopefully he goes somewhere that you know is likable. Hey, maybe the Knicks will have a pick, and that would be that would be a really bad crazy. <laughs> yeah, I can I can see it already. <laughs> I think that's. That's the thing. If he's going top 10, as they project, more times than not, unless there's a trade that happened like the KD trade, the James Harden trade, that number 10 seed is a booty team that LeBron's going to have to go to and basically be starting over at, what, 40, 41 at that point? Just to go play with his son, which is history. But at the same time, I might have to pull a uh, Kobe, I might have to pull an Eli Manning. We are, we're 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 forcing a trade. I'm not coming to play Orlando and start my career basically over on some team that just won 12 games last year. What if he chooses to just you know work out for one team or choose to work out for like a couple teams and do it like that where he kind of that could, that could easily happen. By the way, yeah, I can see that he could like. He can force his way to a specific spot that Brian may go to. It may be pre-organized that way. And maybe he falls out of the 10 spot or whatever. But the Magic would not be a bad spot to go to. Um, I'm just going to say that because Markel Fultz and and, and Paolo Bencaro, Paolo Bencaro, he is tough. The Bencaro is crazy. He outdueled Ingram the other night just head on. Like, that kid is going to be special. He, he has superstar written all over him, um, honestly. Like, it, it's, it's going to happen for him. So – if you if you went there, I don't think Brown would be complaining because it'd be a good team, warm weather, good for the knees, good for all at the joints. Um, you know, I know it's not a sexy location, but you got Disney World around the corner and all that. So, you know, okay, it could be worse. It could be a lot worse. It could be in Oklahoma City or something, which I think he would he would he would protest that. He would protest that. All right. Yo, uh, what about Cleveland? What if it's Cleveland, yo? That'd, that'd be crazy, crazy. but it, That'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. They're too good. They're too good, and it's sustainable. Just like the Knicks is sustainably. They're sustainably yeah, good. But get Darius Garland out of here. I'll take Bronny and Big Bron for five thousand. That'd be nuts. That'd be nuts, though. I ain't gonna hold you. That'd be crazy. But I mean, look, the, where he's at, where Bronny's at on this, on this, uh, um, in this draft, this mock draft. I think it's a fair, it's an accurate evaluation of his talent. I'm just saying, I don't think these people have anything to gain by saying he's there. I don't think Bron paid ESPN to put him in the 10 spot, guys. You got to wake up and start watching basketball and have a little bit of understanding about what this is all about. The kid could average 30 points a game if he want, if he wanted to. I really believe that he's that talented, but he plays the right way, and so it's not gaudy numbers. And you guys just think that he's not that good or that LeBron's pulling strings, and that's why he made Team USA. I don't even think the kid Mikey made it, by the way. You know what I mean? Bron, he didn't make it right. Bron, Bronny plays the right way. He plays winning basketball. He's extremely talented. Can defend at a high level. Can knock down threes at a, high, a nice clip. Um, get to the basket. Has he's he's a complete player. He's a complete. And at worst, he's Marcus Smart in the NBA. 
at best, he's Drew Holiday. That's that's what we're looking at. So that's a, that's a top ten pick. Marcus Smart, Smart was a, was a top ten pick in the draft. If I don't remember, remember you're right. If I remember correctly, he was a lottery guy. He was at Oklahoma State going crazy. He was he looked like the you know he's going to be an offensive guy in the league, and he quickly transitioned. I think Bronny can do, be very similar um, at worst, and Drew Holiday at best. Sixth overall pick in the twenty twenty in the twenty fourteen NBA draft. Thank you, thank you, and I want to make sure this clip get out there so people don't because people don't listen to the whole podcast. Yeah, I gotta know it. Yeah, I gotta know that. I know what I'm talking about. Like Bronny's positioning in this draft, it makes sense based on just his pro comp, his pro comps, and based on what the player he is, like and what this draft looks like. This 2024 draft is not nearly as strong as this year's draft. So also take that into account too. All right, so. Yeah, the guy, the kid has a real good chance. He's a real good chance, and he's going to be a really good NBA pro. I, I really believe that. So where does he go after this? You think G League? Ohio State? I, I, think college, I think college. I think he's going to get the college experience. I don't think he's going G League or nothing like that. He ain't going to pull a Zaire Wade or something. You know, he's not doing that. <laughs> you know, that, was, that, was, that was funny. But he ain't, he ain't doing nothing like that. He's going to end up going um, to college, you know, probably in Oregon. Like Coach K is not coaching anymore. It would have been Duke for sure. It would have been a lot. But I think it'll be Oregon or one of those schools like that, a Pac-12, um, something in Cali, stay close to home, stay close to the Lakers um, facility, be near his dad. I can see something like that going on there for sure. But he's got a bunch of blue bloods after him. I think Ohio State's a long shot, but it would be cool too. That'd be a cool story. Um, he was Ohio State. Either way, he's getting he's getting a top 10 nod. Speaking about the college, the college scene, March Madness is around the corner. Who do y'all y'all see as the top like teams that actually you think could could go all the way? I know you got the Houston's of the world, you got a Alabama. Always in it. Who who are y'all picking as like probably the top four teams that actually have a chance to make a run? I mean. There's always a team that just comes out of nowhere. That, like St. Peter's last year, they they went on this crazy run that they weren't supposed to, but they did. Um, who's the Who's the St. Peter's of, of this year? If you had to, if you had to predict, who could be the St. Peter's of this year? Um, they're always so tough to predict. You never watch in the small mid-major schools. They always just catch you by surprise. No matter how, I don't care how much how in tune you are college basketball. It's hard to guess. Um, as far as top four seeds or go or teams that are top and at the top, Houston obviously with Jarius Walker, really really good. The team's really really the, the guard are the lead guard uh, Marcus Sasser is really really good. They're good all around, so they're going to be a problem. Period. Elite elite eight at least. They're 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 elite. Uh, and and well coached every year. The coach does a great job, Samson. Um, and then Alabama with you know with their with the with the murders twins over there. I think you know they got a good situation. They're going to be a good team um, this year. Make a nice little run at it. So Brandon Miller's is nice. Okay, he a top ten pick. Uh, you hear you hear it. They're they're ignoring the little the little uh, noise with the with the police. They don't care. That's how good the scouts think he is. So uh, they still think he'll be a top five pick. I think he's going to be incredible. Um, down the stretch of the tournament and a lot of fun to watch all, all seriousness aside um, so I think he's the guy I think that's a good team um, a lot of the blue bloods are down this year but you've got Arizona who's really really good 
Um, they lost to Arizona State at close one the last weekend, but they're good. Um, they got a good team all around. And you've got teams like um, Gonzaga, who's always really good, period, too, right? They always, they're always really strong as well. They can make a good good case for themselves as well. And they've got 30 roles playing for them, right? Uh, I think Drew, Tim, Drew Timmy, is that his name? He's got to be 40 at this point. He's been, he's been in college forever, I feel like. But, he, he you know, they'll make a run at it. Um, who else am I? I feel like I'm forgetting some guys, some 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 powerhouses out here too, some good teams um, that can be that can be very competitive. But you got your bubble teams, UNC's in the bubble to probably get in. They've been winning since they've had to get their acts together. I still can't stand Caleb Love's game. It's disgusting to watch. He shoots everything and he's incredibly inefficient. He's almost is he a senior? He's a junior, I think, this year, and he hasn't figured it out. So to me, that. I, unacceptable on that on that part for me I, I i'm not drafting him that's just me but i think the flyer that's where i see it um but they're a bubble team they'll get in they'll get in i think yeah they got it they got to finish off the year correctly they got to make sure i think one game that they got to win they got to beat duke at the end of the year and they can't have one of those typical unc type of things where it's in the acc tournament and they just go and lose to NJCU or something like that. Like that can't yeah. That can't happen. And they tend to to do that all the time. Just just uh it's frustrating being a UNC fan, but <laughs> oh my gosh, it's frustrating. Before we before we talk football, how are you feeling about your Kentucky? You mute. It's just another year where it's like they're so inconsistent where each game they could beat Tennessee like they beat Tennessee the other week and then they lose to teams that like we're used to them beating. So I think, I mean, just like anything, anybody can get hot at a certain point in time, but they've got to really come out of this SEC tournament rolling on all cylinders because there's no real stars on this Kentucky team. Like there's no like top 10 first round picks that I see on this team. So, I mean, they could make the sweet 16 if the ball bounces the right way, but I don't really have faith. I mean, anything is better than last year. Losing to St. Peter's, that was just, that was, that was disgusting. I'm sitting there watching it and I'm like, they're really about to lose to this Jersey city team. Like, you got to be kidding me. Um, but we'll see. I mean, anything can happen, but I'm really – I haven't been watching too much of the games. I'm really focused on next year when that top-rated recruiting class comes in with DJ Wagner and a couple other guys. So Yeah, that class looked nice. Kentucky looked like they should be. They should be back on top next year. It'll just be again. Calipari got to put all that together because it's what three of those players probably are one and done, easy. So if Calipari can put it put it together, they'll be back on top. Looking at NFL before we close out, free agent list. I'm gonna say some names. Y'all tell me if they staying, if they leaving, if they leaving. Where do you think they could possibly end up, or what team would need them? First one, of course, we got to talk about Saquon Barkley. Is he staying? Is he leaving? What team could use Saquon? 
I'm going to say he stays. I think they're going to sign both those guys back. I think it's hard to sign Daniel Jones back and not sign Saquon Barkley back. That's just my opinion. I think that they'll work out these contracts in a way where it's still pretty cap friendly. And because you're not paying Daniel Jones, because Daniel Jones is going to get like $38 million a year. I know the hype's at 45. It's not happening. All BS. The Giants didn't even negotiate with CAA. So that had to be smoke from CAA when he, when he let them go. They were mad or whatever, period, whatever it is. But he, they're going to structure these contracts in a way where it all works out and they'll both be, be able to be here and they'll be able to build the team up. Um, so I think he'll be back. That's just me. I think they'll work out a contract. I heard they're getting close. I heard like from, you know, just looking at the old Twitter and looking at some of these, some of these sources that that contract is not super far away and it might it could get done soon. So I think he'll be back. Hard, he's also the captain of the team. Hard to let that guy go. And I understand that. I, I don't love paying running backs, but it, it does make sense to bring him back. Once y'all release Kenny Galladay, y'all gonna have $53 million of cap. Yeah, he's getting brought back. He's getting brought back. As long as y'all pay Daniel Jones what is expected, not that $45 million that people was lying about, then there should be enough cap space to be able to bring Danny Dons back, Saquon, and then try to get a couple of pieces of free agents to build this team back up. <clears throat> Bobby Wagner. Staying, leaving. Who can use Bobby? Was he? Was he? Yeah, he he's, a, he's a he's a free agent. He's a free agent. So what teams could what team they released him? What teams could use Bobby Wagner? Contenders. The Jets. The Jets could use Bobby Wagner. Contenders. I'd, I'd swap him out for CJ. <laughs> how much did the week? How much they pay that guy? He he was a big uh, free agent acquisition one of those years a few years oh, ago. CJ. Yeah. Was it? Was, am I wrong about? It? Is it CJ? Like five most years, eighty-five million. Yeah. 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 It was a lot of money and. I think Bobby still got the tread on the tires. Like he, he's still an all pro, pro bowl caliber. Um, but I don't I, think, I don't think the Jets would do that. I've heard differently from people I trust that I heard that he, he, he's surviving off of his name these days and he's not as good of a player as he once was. That's what I've been hearing. I don't, I don't watch Bobby Wagner. I am not a football nerd. I'm not a linebacker expert. I can't tell you how he, if he's reading his keys the right way or whatever. I'm just telling you what I've heard from people who are football nerds that that guy has not been as good um, as, as you know, you would expect a guy of his caliber to be. He's declining. Are you, are you trying to tank his stock? Is that what you're trying to do? You, if I have the power to do this. To New York. He's not coming to New York. I know you guys need linebackers, but he's not coming there. I, that's not what I want. Hey. I can tell you what I want is linebackers for the Giants. Okay, uh, um, Jack Campbell from Iowa. Uh, what's the case? Uh, Drew Sanders from uh, from what's it called? Uh, where does he go to school? Is that Arkansas? I believe he's at. I think it's Arkansas. He's at him. Yeah, and then the Trenton Trenton Simpson, um, Simpson guy from Clemson. Three guys that I'm eyeing for linebackers. So no, I don't want him. I want a young guy. Give me a young 30? guy. At 33, though, he was second team all pro last year. So I don't know how really good. Yeah, people might be just chatting. I'm just I'm just telling you what I heard from some nerds. You know, it, you know how that is. They reading all the DVOA and all that stuff. It, it, like, you know, so look, if you just want him, please go right ahead. I, the, I honestly think the Eagles should go after him. I mean, they can honestly give him a year or two yeah. and pay him. I mean, he'd be they're letting go most of their players that started on this team. So they got to fill those holes. And one of their biggest holes is linebacker. So I think this team, they can make another run for a Super Bowl, but they got to slowly try to figure out where do I spend the money and where do I, you know, hold back because they're letting Miles Sanders go. So if you don't want to sign Saquon, you could get Saquon Jr. in Miles Sanders for a little cheaper. Bargain bin Saquon. 
<laughs> Diet Saquon. Yeah. Speaking of running backs, it's rumored he's on the Eagles. I think. I think I saw the Bengals. I saw maybe even the 49ers. Tony Pollard is believed to be to be out in Dallas. Really? Well, they're, they're letting him go. Yeah, they were going to keep him. I heard that they were going to keep him. I didn't know for sure. Oh well. <laughs> I think they said they're going to try to franchise him or Tony Pollard from a couple podcasts I listened to. His agent, they, he don't want to come back. To going, yeah, he's not going for that. No. He don't want to. He don't want to come back to Dallas. Period. Because they're because they're, they're splitting time with the guy who's inferior to him. He's he's sharing uh, uh, snaps with Zeke and Zeke sucks. He's not even good anymore. The, the Dallas is the way they operate is so stupid. Uh, okay, let's not even go there because that's a stupid franchise. I just want to say that because they should have been won a Super Bowl already. With all the talent they have, they should have been one one. But it's because they screw around and they gave Zeke this crazy contract. Regards to the fact that they saw him declining towards the end of that of of, of his rookie scale. Hey, come on, guys. Right, anyways, if he walks, there's gonna be a lot of suitors, a lot of interested teams. Um, I like the, the Bills. Bills. The like Bills. Bills. They need they need a running back, and they've been thinking the same thing for a while. So yeah. they they make a run at him. The Bills make a run at him um, for sure. I. I what other teams would make a run? I mean, the, the Niners, why would they do that with, with McCaffrey? Where, where are they getting the money from? They pull the money out of the air. <laughs> I don't get um, the the Maybe the Saints, because they always find ways to mess around with the cap. But he, but they're they're going in a different direction, that team. And they have to get younger. They, they're kind of fooling themselves. And he, well, Kamara's out because he beat up that guy. The video came out. So the Saints could be interesting, maybe, but probably That's not. Funny. A sneaky place is the Bears because they they got the most cap money. in the NFL as a run first team. If they're trying to build around Justin Fields, you got to bring in another running back because David Montgomery's not coming back. So, I, dark horse if he's able to hit the market. The Khalil Herbert's pretty good. Do you want to take snaps away from him, um, and or go to a similar situation where you have to spread, you have to share snaps? Do you trust Khalil Herbert to handle that? full-time role i don't know he's, he's pretty good he's pretty good but tony pollard's one of the best running backs in the league yeah he's better he's better yeah i see jalen ramsey being picked up by any team and is jalen ramsey even a top top 10 db in the league so yeah he's still top 10 i think so he's just not that top dog anymore so I think the Rams understand that they have no cap and they can't afford to just pay a guy who's not playing at that same level that amount of money. So you got to trade them and get pieces for them because this team, they went all in on that championship and they got it. But now they're kind of stuck in limbo because Matthew Stafford is a question mark. You got to let Bobby Wagner go, who's a really good piece. Aaron Donald is always a question mark whether he's going to retire or not at this point in his career so it's time to start looking elsewhere and I mean I could see I don't think the Jets would do it but I could see the Chiefs taking a flyer on him and they've got ways to make the money work and that's a a need for them they need a, a cornerback so he'd bring that bravado that they need on defense Speaking of the Chiefs, I wanted to I wanted to ask that with the Chiefs winning with mainly rookies playing, 
is the the era of needing a shut down corner still so much a need in the NFL anymore? I think so. I mean, if they can shut down your best receiver, because the receivers are just getting better and better each year. So, I mean, as we saw in the Super Bowl, who was it? A.J. Brown was getting loose. Devontae Smith was getting loose, and he is the number two guy. So if you don't have guys like the Chiefs didn't have an answer for those guys in the Super Bowl. So imagine if they did. The game might have been over a lot sooner than it was. So I think, yeah, if you have a corner, like look what it did for the Jets. Like we were worst in pass defense in 2021. Come this year, we're like top three in the league. We've got two pretty much pro bowl, all pro caliber cornerbacks that were able to basically change the way our defense works. That's the thing. If the cornerback's back there locking up, that allows the people up front to to get to the quarterback a lot faster. So, yeah, I think it's it's much needed in the league. Close out the show. It is Women's History Month. <clears throat> Give me y'all Mount Rushmore of female athletes. So y'all top four female athletes of all time. Miles, you can start it off, Greg, and I'll end it off. I think I want to say top five women of all time, just in general that you know. <laughs> That'd be funny. I don't know why. It'd be funny to be, though. I'd say Diana Taurasi. I think she's, like, one of the greatest women's basketball players of all time. Uh, Serena, that's a given. That should have been the first one. Um, who else? Candace Parker. I think she came in around the time when, like, LeBron was coming into the league and seeing what she did at Tennessee and what she's done in the league. She kind of changed the game for – bigger players in the league to be able to handle the rock and you know kind of that point forward that LeBron role on teams and the fourth one I feel like there's a lot of obvious answers that I'm just missing but um, help me out help me out with this last one me all right well I'll go Maya Moore because she was the best female basketball player I've ever seen play in my life she was cold before she chose to go break somebody out of jail and all that and then marry him. Um, and then uh, who was the next person I had in mind? So there's Maya Moore, uh, Serena Williams, obviously. Serena Williams would be, one, would be one on this list. She's a GOAT. She's, she's probably she's the second greatest athlete to ever live, in my opinion, man or woman or trans, whatever you want to call them. Second greatest athlete, period. Um, um, and then who else we got here? Uh, uh, we got... Uh, who else he got here? I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Hold on. I, I had three in my head. Hold I had at least three. So I'm just, the third person's escaping me. Uh, Serena. Um, uh, Diana, Diana Taurasi is obviously up there. She's got to be in the conversation for sure. For you sure. said Serena, Diana, Maya Moore. One more. Serena, Diana, Maya Moore. And um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to leave the basketball space. I'm trying to, I'm trying to leave it. Uh, you could obviously, there's so many incredible um so many but i think oh but yes allison felix uh incredible track star good runner i like I, and i think she she's got a bunch of gold medals under her belt so i, I would do those those are my four those are my four 
I was being inclusive, by the way, with the trans thing, by the way. I'm just saying, you know, I don't, you don't know how, you know, there's that Jamaican track star who was a dude or a trans. I don't know Hey, Ma, Ma, you got your, your last one? I'm going to have to cut that one up. Oh, show. Shoot. Uh, you, you throwing Layla Ali up there? Oh. No chance. He said no. No chance. She was good, but you're going to have to knock out a few more people to live up to that name. Um, I think Flojo. Flojo should be up there. She was probably the greatest women's track runner in our country's history. So I can't believe you said Allison Felix, though. I'm like, I'm shocked. I'm shocked she's up on this list. She was great. Just greatest. Greatest is all right. Well, it's subjective, right? It's subjective. It's his. It's his greatest. It's, it's subjective. You know, I. I ain't gonna cap. I just seen. Her, I just seen her the most. So <laughs> I was gonna. I just seen her the most. <laughs> I'm gonna go Serena, Jackie Joyner, Kersey. I'm gonna go Candice Parker. And I'm gonna pick one for the future because I think the path that she's on right now. I think she will be better than Candace Parker, better than Lisa Leslie ever was, better than Diana Taurasi. She stays healthy. Aja Wilshire, Las Vegas Aces. Yeah. And they probably running it up again this year. Liberty made some moves, but them Aces added Candace Parker to the squad. Nah. Them Aces about to run it up again, back to back. Trust and believe when the Aces come to Brooklyn, I will be at the game, barring the price, because y'all be bugging. They taxing for they taxing to get in. It's more it's more for the Liberty than than it is on the You ain't got to do all that. You stay ready. You got to get ready, bitch. Mob, your TV out. Peace. I'm blowing my shit, man. <laughs>